Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Oh my gosh, I had a full mouth of coffee. Hi everyone, I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And this is Filled with... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Filthy one first dates. Oh my gosh. 51 first dates. We are I mean... starting off 2022 really good on it <laughs> together. Fresh, hot. I, literally, I was like... Before we started recording, I was like, okay, Kimmy, whenever you're ready. And then I took a gigantic sip of coffee. And I couldn't is- get words out of my mouth that I've said truly hundreds of times. Uh, welcome to a morning episode of 51 First Dates, a podcast about dating and, you know, just making you feel good uh, because 2022 is hard. Life is hard. Dating's hard. It's weird. Thank you all so much for being here and bearing with us uh, through our fumbles this am wow <laughs> already mentioning sports um well not really okay <laughs> so liza how are you it is a new year it's a new year and it's i'm gonna go ahead and say it's been a not great start <laughs> i've had some kind of mysterious illness that's been a little gross i don't think it's covid but every five seconds i think it's covid so uh, but it's mostly like stomach stuff, which has been like literally the worst way to kick into a new year. But here we are. How are you? I'm so sorry you're feeling unwell. I'm similarly in some stomach consternation. It's I feel like I really got my shit together starting Tuesday because I had such a deep, deep anxiety about coming back to normal work and life and trying to balance everything. And uh, so I was like, oh, I'm going to meditate each morning. I started doing baby workouts just for my mental health. I started drinking my calm magnesium at night. Uh, I ate like super healthy, limited amounts, thinking I could get rid of some of this holiday bloat. Sorry, that's triggering. I have eating issues. Bloat is great, but uh, it didn't. Instead, I am unable to go. So that's where I'm at. And it makes me feel like even more bloated and... I just feel like that's been my year so far is a lot of uh, (laughs) starting things and then backfiring. I actually titled this outline, like not this episode, but I wrote on the top of this outline, New Year, same fresh hell. So I I do not want to be so negative, but that is a little bit of how I'm feeling right now, if I'm being honest. Or like, what if we embrace negativity for today? I I don't know. I feel like everyone I talk to, and this could just be because everyone I talk to, I spew my negativity at them but is feeling like pretty bad about this new year. Like I'm not, and you know, it's it's all kinds of stuff, right? It's COVID. It's the year anniversary of like a fucking attempted coup. It's a, this is a, this week is filled with negativity and I have been having a hard time overcoming it. And so I, I think a lot of people have. So I'm going to go ahead and just say we should title this episode New Year, Same Fresh Hell and embrace negativity if we need to. And I'm sure we'll feel positive <laughs> at some point. I Liza, I it's very I like wrong? it. No, okay. I don't think it's wrong. I think because I think it's real, and I think you know if I'm gonna, we're, we're not a, a pro resolutions pod, though we are going to talk about dating in the new year, dating quote unquote resolutions, and much more today. Uh, I I will say that it's very interesting to me to think about just embracing negativity because for so long I've tried to shove my very negative and cynical personality down because I understand how annoying it can be when I complain to everyone in my life. But uh, embracing negativity is very on brand for us. I would say if you're here for some dating inspiration, we have a lot of other episodes. So if you are new (laughs) here, because it is new year, this podcast started as a dating project experiment. You know, I was going on dates. Eliza was guiding me. We had on cool people to talk about each one of the dates I went on. That was a long ass time ago, Eliza, when I think about it. Now we 
have had more daters. We have a dater, Carlin. We also have Omicron just destroying dating because we do love a video date, but we don't love a video date. So I've got to be real. I'm also going to embrace this year of this is your your chatty neighborhood, Kimmy and Liza, just here hanging out, talking about dating, answering your questions, having cool guests on from time to time, having Carlin on from time to time, having you on from time to time. I think this needs to be the year of more listeners leaving us voice notes or calling in and coming on the podcast. I know I've DM'd with some of you. We will get organized about it. But Liza, I just want to embrace, it's not negativity, but just the realness of this podcast is in a really different place than it was a few years ago, but we're so grateful for our community. So it's going to look like whatever you all want it to look like um, while we have our full-time jobs as well and school. Totally. So I just, that's well what I want said. to say. I think that also I'm clarifying my stance on embracing negativity based on our, our, our what something our therapist recommended to us. It's been five minutes into the new year, first episode of 2022, and I'm talking about therapy. But like when I was uh, many years ago, when I was super, super depressed, I've been depressed many times since then. And my therapist has helped me navigate out of it. But her advice is always to just like you can't actually fight your way or convince yourself out of depression or I would say like negativity is similar. Like if you're feeling those things, I think at one point she compared it to walking through a forest. And after you're into it a certain amount, you have to just keep walking. Like you have to just go through it. And then when you come out the other side, you'll have kind of learned something and ex- and process something that you needed to process. So when I say embrace negativity, I say like, I mean, like, feel how you're feeling. And this will be as fucking Glennon doyle as I ever get. But I think that there is something to like feeling your feelings and not fighting them. And that's I came back from a very, very lovely vacation that was a little bit stressful to take because of COVID, but it's done safely I think and came home and was like okay like let's do this new year new everything blah 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 like and then I got slammed by this kind of like gross stomach bug my heat is turning on very loudly I'm working on turning it off but if you hear any hissing that is a New York City radiator um but like I think you gotta I this is a spoiler one of my resolutions is just like meeting myself where I am and not always trying to be in a different place so Today, that means embracing negativity. I really like that, Liza. And I will I will overshare on my feelings of coming back. It was very odd because it was post the stress of travel. But I got, you know, I think I, I want to apply what you said and what our therapist said about depression to some of the ways I deal with my anxiety. I, for the first time in my life, had like can't breathe feels like someone's mm. sitting on my chest anxiety like but that wouldn't go away almost like is this heartburn but it's not and did all the things like taking a gummy not maybe number one thing to do but you know trying to be productive even before this week I was actually feeling better once I was like all right downloading headspace committing to something because I was in such extreme I felt out of control of my body which is not as common oh. for me I usually have an undercurrent of anxiety but that was extreme I was you know sometimes in that the only thing that ends up helping yes like okay I'll like get myself up to clean my room but even like the productive things are going for a walk they weren't taking the anxiety away and I had a, a big sit where I just watched and watched and watched and this is a great segue into consumption corner actually because Liza I was I was watching and watching and watching all of these things I sort of hate but sort of don't. And it wasn't even just so I could spend time on my phone. So I will give you a rundown. You know, Emily and Paris could not stop watching. Yes. H- hating and watching. Hating and watching. Um, like something was ple- like triggering the pleasure sensors. Every time the show took the cheesy route, I would have like written if I was writing a book about falling in love in Paris in the sixth grade, you know, whenever like Emily can do no wrong and every man falls in love with her. And it's so unrealistic. I was like, yeah, something was like, yes, yes, no conflict. And, you know, I also have caught up on something I want to take back my earlier statements on of light hope. But I told you I'd watch it all. And just like that, something every time it gets cringier and cringier, I feel like okay somehow soothed and I can't explain it so I yeah I, I saw 
Oh, Caitlin O'Reilly. What? The very funny, shoot, front-facing, like, Instagram comic. Oh, my gosh. Please. I'm going to look her up. She had a video up, I think, yesterday. Like, yeah, Caitlin Riley. Sorry. Every time a new And Just Like That episode comes on and she's like, oh, God, here. Oh, she's, like, clicking through to it. She's watching. All no. Okay. All right. Okay. Like, it was, <laughs> was – that's – that's me. Anyways, so – Sometimes, <laughs> my segue, to tell you what trash I've been watching. Sometimes you just need to walk into the forest, like you said, kind of go into the darkness. I think we all are going through some things, so I don't know if anything I just shared is helpful. But definitely totally. still do the walks, do the things, but also sometimes you need to just dive yeah. in. Well, the thing, something I learned so much from therapy was like, fighting it off actually just doesn't work like it doesn't delay it so you may as well feel it but I also think it, I think that in times when you're fucking feeling it and like I'm so sorry that's how you're, that's how you're feeling that feeling of not being in control of your body is so fucking scary like I've witnessed my partner have that like it's a very very scary thing to experience I think sometimes just like dopamine and and simple play like sometimes you just need to wrap yourself in the in the blanket of whatever feels good and if it's not destructive then it's good you know what I mean yeah (laughs) if it's not it's I I am so pro that especially in this weird world we live in especially in like January which is the worst month the longest month it's just like dark and cold here and yeah yeah I I also watched Emily in Paris and I honestly didn't feel any guilt about like I I just was like take me baby it was like so and it's so dumb and it's so I'm so amused by this whole thing of like Emily's a workaholic she's working so hard or every time she picked up her phone to like snap a picture of something and post it she'd be like no I'm not working today I was like you fucking bitch you don't know what work is no whatever her work is like I had an idea for a oh post. my god I was gonna post and I'm sorry I'm not trying to minimize people whose social media is their career but the people who I know who actually do that spend like 10 hours a day on their desks and at their, I mean, whatever. It's not the right way to live the way we all work. But it's just so funny to me, the whole like Emily's a workaholic thread. She's yeah. Never the, working. the plot line, it, I was going to say without giving anything away, but like, can you even spoil the show? It's so predictable. I would put my life savings on it. They aren't many. Um, the whole plot line is basically like Americans are bad no people should have more affairs at work and not work all the time I'm like we've all kind of admired certain things about French culture for a long time but it's just so funny that it's like yes that becomes part of the plot I'm like wow we're going there totally and then everyone thinks she's this like trash ass American and they're trying to paint her as this like derp from Chicago and she's like you know stunningly beautiful like unbelievably fashionable like it's just like it's just doesn't make any sense the outfits I'm not a fashionista but they are hideous like I'm sure they're expensive but I feel like it's the same thing as like early days sex in the city to bring everything together because it's the same costume designer right like it's so it's so outrageous that it's like got a I mean, I don't ever want to look like her, but I am, like, obsessed with seeing what she's wearing. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. One other to tie this to dating, one other nugget I think we should all take (laughs) is there's a scene, if you haven't seen it, where she texts the guy she's just slept with, very hot. She texts Alfie, like, 85 times in a row. Like, she cannot stop herself. And, you know, it turns out, you know they have she has to confront it and she gives zero fucks she kind of says a cute thing and is like I don't think anyone any one of us has ever texted someone that many times in a row uh but she just kind of brushes it off and she's like well I may need to take something off your phone like and I actually think that's the energy we should bring into any like shame we have around dating or someone like oh I I feel like I embarrass myself and now no what would Emily do? Not for all things, but just for when you're beating yourself up over something that won't matter in totally. two hours or 30 days, you know? 
That was like, uh, I'm so glad you called out that moment. That was my favorite moment of the entire season where she was like, I'm going to need your phone. I was like, oh, I actually like you now as a character. <laughs> like, it's the only moment where I was like, okay, this is actually a great way to deal with it is just be like, sorry. Yeah, I like it. Just oopsie. Yeah. Yep. Um, anything else noteworthy consumption wise? Uh, I don't really have any, so I'm. Yeah, I'll give one more that I actually like. I, f- I forget if I've mentioned this, but I don't know. It's been a minute. Uh, it is a show that could border on one of these other shows, but is not. Uh, is the Sex Lives or just Sex Lives of College Girls. It's very, very cute, good, funny. Like it feels it's not too deep, but also not too surfacey. I I like it. It's on HBO Max. It's about gals in college. And I love content that takes place out of college. Yeah, I've heard awesome things. It's been it's been on my list. I'm trying to like rip through a bunch of Oscar movies, which, you know, they're great. But I need some like I watch. I mean, I watched Emily in Paris, obviously interspersed with those. But I've been trying to watch like a movie most nights just to kind of because I feel like I'm sort of out of TV and I've been watching some really like trashy TV like Ink Master. Um, (laughs) But I think I've saturated myself on Oscar movies and now it's time for something like that. Yeah, I have the issue like, where I'm like, uh, feels like work, even if it's an amazing movie, mm-hmm. an amazing film. And so I think that's also where these 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 weird choices in television are coming from. But Sex Lives of College Girls, not weird at all. Really, really good. Recommend. Yeah. Amazing. Actually, okay. can, I, can, can I keep going? I'm so sorry. Yes. Two other things. I put this on our Instagram, but there is I something that really cured some of my angst this week was this Elmo Rocco fight. So Elmo, yes, the character from Sesame Street is having there are all these clips resurfacing of Elmo getting in a fight with his friend Zoe over her pet rock Rocco and Elmo's disappointment in her belief that this rock should be a sentient being is just it's so relatable. And I just want you all to Google that. And then to segue into dating, Liza, I'm going to read you a worst first date that I'm curious if you caught. It's actually a maybe the best second date. I met Ye in Miami on New Year's Eve, and it was an instant connection. Oh, are you familiar my with this, or should God. I read it? No, okay, <laughs> please read it. I just want to talk about it really quickly. One celeb couple or date. His energy is so fun to be around. He had me and my friends laughing, dancing, and smiling all night. We decided to keep the energy going and fly back to New York City to see Slave play. Ye's flight landed at 6, and the play was at 7, and he was there on time. I was impressed. After the play, we chose to do dinner at Carbone, which is one of my favorite restaurants. I think I'm jumping ahead. I I forget how I screenshotted this. At the restaurant, Ye directed an entire photo shoot for me while people dined. The whole restaurant loved it and cheered us on while it was happening. After dinner, Ye had a surprise for me. I mean, I'm still in shock. Ye had an entire hotel suite full of clothes. It was every girl's dream come true. It felt like a real Cinderella moment. I don't know how he did it or how he got it all there in time, but I was so surprised. Like, who does things like this on a second date or any date? Everything with us has been so organic. I don't know where things are headed, but if there is any indication of the future, I'm loving, if this is any indication of the future, I'm loving this ride. Julia Fox. Okay. This is very new. Do you know who Julia Fox is, Liza? No. Okay. Probably a lot of people don't, unless they follow celebrity gossip like I do. So Julia Fox was in Uncut Gems. She's like a very beautiful actress. Like, not super famous, went on a rant about, we don't have to get into all of it, but basically her, like, baby daddy being shitty right before Christmas. All of a sudden, Kanye is going on all these dates because he's jealous of Kim K and Pete Davidson. I'm sorry to bring the Kardashians into this. And Julia Fox and him went to see Slave Play and go to Carbone. And it was photographed, like, professionally. And this is a piece she wrote for Interview Mag. And I just... I just wanted to share it because thinking about this second date that I'm like, is this performance art? What is this just a fame grab? Yes. Thinking about all the things we talk about on this podcast as it pertains to dating and what dates should look like based on, you know, movies we watched when we were young, pretty woman, the clothes. I just want to say everyone dates are weird. This State sounds like a nightmare. I mean, it sounds really cool to go to sleep playing carbon and get clothing. But, you know, 
everything is people are people are not always as happy in their dates or their relationships as they profess themselves to be or maybe they are and that's fine but everything is weird that's all I just wanted to share that 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 is written for a magazine like oh god at least you're not like trying to make your ex jealous on that level that Kanye is or at least I don't know or or be happy go find a Kanye and just have that kind of dating life but I just I just needed to bring it up because it is wild what they're doing (laughs) I don't understand I mean that's insane like it's so weird this like public dating life of you know all, all of these it's all I mean I've been thinking about also like the Tristan Thompson stuff with oh, Chloe yeah. and the whatever like there's so much always Monster. happening in their world which of course is to like their fucking ranking in money because of it but I feel like it does have this like middle school high school writ large like vibe where it is I remember this thing of like I'm gonna make him jealous by doing this and whatever and it's so funny to me that it's become this like we all have these impulses and these guys are just doing it at the highest level. Also, Kanye is always at Carbone. I've heard yeah. two other stories of people who were like, I was at Carbone and then Kanye showed up. It's like, how often does he go to Carbone? I know. I've never been it's and so I'm funny. sure it's delightful, but yeah, man. It's I good, mean, but it is, I don't think it's that level. I think it's, look, Carbone is great. Obviously, Kanye likes it. I don't think there's, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Just um, had, had to, had to just. Had to bring it up. Had to bring it up. It's so fresh. I had to had bring, to it, bring up. it up. Okay. Oh my god, I'm obsessed. Okay, so just to give everyone a quick overview of what we're doing, we're gonna do our quick hits questions, and then we're going to do a very fun New Year's exercise that um, can be found that I'm really excited about. And yeah, we'll just sort of talk a little bit about framing your mind for the new year as it relates to dating, and also thinking about your last year and maybe trying to be like realistic and positive yeah we'll get rid of my fucking negativity bullshit I'm already feeling more positive just having talked about this Kanye drama I mean yeah I just whatever it takes to make (laughs) me feel like my life life is not so complicated um okay cool should we do a couple of these quick hits rapid fire questions god I want a name for this segment okay Liza haven't heard back from the guy I went on a date with pre-holidays. What do I do? Oof. Okay. So I say, I mean, so much of this depends on what what that final interaction was. I would say in almost any case, reaching out with like a joke is a good, if you, okay, if you're, say you initiated everything pre-holiday and he wasn't returning a lot of interest I would call it and just say okay this isn't it whatever if you felt like things were kind of crackling before the holidays and there just hasn't been a lot I think you can reach out quickly and just be like hey like had Omicron yet (laughs) not (laughs) to make too casual of a thing but like that's I've been starting all my all my happy new year have you had Omicron yet You know, like, just try to keep it light. It's almost like putting a little um, message in a bottle and floating it off to sea. And maybe somebody will open it and maybe they won't. But I think, you know, even if they don't, I think you've got to remember, like, it's it's okay. Yep. I'm totally aligned. And but I'll just throw out the other take one could have on this. Because, again, these are these are short, quick cues. We don't have the full context. Um you also, if you're, you know, having any kind of like waffling, wavering about what does this person think of me this early? Maybe it's a nah. It's a night night. See ya. Totally. Yeah. See ya, and never you bye. don't have to start the year off with that kind of negativity. No, you don't. You can start it off with like, you know, 2022, all new dicks, as Carlin would say. Flush. Yeah. All new and, dicks. Yeah. Sayonara to that one. For real. Um, okay, the next one. Had some tension with boyfriend's mom at holidays. How to navigate. Ooh, again, very dependent. Um, I think parent parental tension is around the holidays, whether it's with your own or with your sigos or with anyone's parent. It's with the, the, the man at the grocery store who's someone else's parent. No, I think that this is tricky. I think the holidays, everyone 
is not always on their best behavior, not even just because they're celebrating, just the tension. I'm certainly always extra stressed. I would say just uh, depending on the scale, if an apology is not required or if it was coming at you maybe, maybe an apo- you want an apology, I would just move forward in whatever way you can. I don't know how often you see this person, but if if it does not need to be addressed, like there wasn't like a screaming match that was unresolved, if it was just like some tension, just honestly – be the bigger person, send like a nice thank you note if they got you a gift, a handwritten one. I don't know. I would just kind of like push past it however possible. Yeah, I don't know totally. if that's right. Kill. 100%. Same. Kill them with kindness. Even like a nice text just being like, hey, it was such a lovely holiday and I really appreciate everything you did to make it special or something. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I try to send those texts to people who've had me around on the holidays just because it is so much work and everyone does get so stressed. And, yeah, you know, I, I think that like a little appreciation – often can undo some tension yeah you, you know also- just to say like I do see you and appreciate you and you know yeah yeah and de- again it depends on what the tension was but like it could be something you could like oh, we could do a whole episode on this but navigate or chat about with your boyfriend in the in a very careful way so that you're not yeah totally I don't know yeah just kind of get his take maybe before totally Maybe you're overthinking it. Yeah. But we all know our own parents better. Like if you thought, Liza, if you were like, there was tension with your dad when I visited your house. I'd be like, he was probably having a bad day. Like don't even, he, you know, which is that. But anyway. Or like my dad or, you know, whatever. My mom gets hosting stress. You know, it's like, it could just be like, you know, these are not my mom. My mom actually doesn't get hosting stress, but like. She's like loves hosting and so that is her where she thrives. But I think that there's so many nuances to personalities. And like, yeah, like you said intelligently, the holidays make everyone stressed in their way. I was a snippy little bitch this whole holiday season and I took it out on basically everyone close to me and I've had to do an apology tour. So I think like, yeah, if you can just move forward in a positive way, again, unless you did something that you really regret and feel the need to apologize for. Yep. Uh, a guy I used to see who's in a relationship keeps keeps reaching out on IG. Hmm. Don't Whoa. speak. I know what you're thinking. Don't speak to him. Bye bye. Night night. I think. Yeah. And if it veers into any kind of like sexual flirtatious, and if if it becomes overt. I think you should. You could even screen cap and send it to the girlfriend. I mean, look, Ooh, I don't want to start Liza. shit, but I would want to know. I think. Would you want to know? I would want. To I know. don't know. I, th- I, I usually would. I feel like in the past we would always be like, "Don't get involved. It's just not worth it." Yeah, I, that's true. I would want to know though. We have had this conversation. That's I would a thing. Know. It's such a God. hard thing because it's a sir. Like I do feel like it's a service to the woman and I would want that courtesy done to me as much as it would like sting but you also do not want to get involved I, I, and like, you don't know their relationship I yeah I think I think yeah you just say nothing I have to sneeze sorry <laughs> yeah um I think yeah I, I don't yeah and if you eventually have to shut it down but I feel like if it's just Instagram, you can always block. If it's text, you can always block. I don't know. Um, and then also it's – you said used to see. So if that's like used to date and or hook up with, yeah, no, no, no. That person is unavailable. Save your energy, every little grain of it, for someone who's available. Bye totally. Bye. Yeah. 100%. Okay. What to tell myself when it feels hopeless, like I'll never meet anyone? Uh, tell yourself I am – fucking great I know that there are a lot of people who felt exactly like this and then met someone again don't have to meet someone to be happy but sorry this is not super inspiring but me I was like it will literally never happen and then it did it doesn't happen till it does Chelsea Handler go read all the things she's posting about being like if I could go back and tell myself I'd meet this person also get it can feel hopeless so don't it's it's if you want to be in a partnership and you're not it can feel stressful it can feel hopeless especially in these times so try to direct that energy I would say to yourself and feeling really like less lonely with yourself and doing things for yourself and then that's 
tale as old as time. But I do think that helps the your energy shift in a way that will make you less um, hawk-eyed for, you know, finding someone. And and that's not because I think you – I do not believe that if you're looking, you can't find it, like that you have to not be looking because, no, I didn't find anyone until I put serious effort into looking. But I do think you have to take the pressure out of, like, every step of that looking so that yeah. you are just kind of receiving um, – and I don't think if you're telling yourself it feels hopeless all the time that you can receive because you're telling yourself a story just like we have all told ourselves stories since we were children. The same way we tell ourselves stories about our body or our worth at work, you know. So it's n- it's not hopeless and you're you're not going to be alone forever. Um, it can feel that way. You can embrace that for a minute. But like, I don't know, Liza, your turn. I was babbling. Not at all. I mean, I agree with everything Kimmy said. And I will just add on top of that, that like you're also probably craving connection. And just remember that that does not have to be romantic. So I would say like I've been trying one of my slight goals is to just like really make an effort to have catch up phone conversations with friends that I haven't talked to in a long time, like close friends. And so I have a couple of those like on my calendar and I'm real. It's like one of the few January things that I'm really, really looking forward to is like these phone mm. calls where I get to just really connect with somebody who I love. And, um, you know, I, I think that seeking connection and seeking people who do make you feel hopeful and do light you up, whether it's like, you know, some planning some special time with a sibling or a parent or just being like, who's my closest friend who I've been missing the most during quarantine like I'm going to treat myself to a flight to go visit them you know like you can do some things to make you feel connected deeply to people and that I think will give you hope and when you feel when you feel connection and hopefulness in your other relationships it won't feel as as like lonely in the romantic bucket and especially in this time of year when it's cold it's dark COVID is surging again yeah like we're all feeling I'm feeling lonely and I live with someone you know like it's just the the world we live in right now so try to find those moments and if you can't afford a flight fucking have a zoom and just be like let's get drunk on zoom together block out your email yeah yeah, yeah. I love a drunk Zoom. Like, that's one thing it's I so did fun. enjoy from the And then pandy. you can pass out in your bed when it's over. <laughs> or while it's still going on, I'll bring my laptop right into my bed and be like, we're moving it to bed. <laughs> yeah. I love it. All right. Those, are, those, were, that, those were very wise words to go to our app break on. We'll be back. We'll do our little um, lightly inspirational New Year's exercise of sorts. And then we'll do a listener question. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Are you still with us? Wow, I'm snotting everywhere. So cute. I promise it's not COVID. So, okay, New Year's. Ooh, I love New Year's content, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so there was one piece of New Year's content that somehow came across my Twitter feed. I just want to be honest about where it came from. Uh, sometimes I don't know what I follow to end up following people like and again, shout out to Shane because I, I really liked this post. But Shane, achievement for solopreneurs. Tweets on pr- productivity and achievement frameworks for freelancers, indie hackers, and solopreneurs. Working alone is hard. Let's get more done. At Shane 
underscore 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 Martin. Just want to say, don't know how this became part of my Twitter. Usually my Twitter is like, the world's on fire. The Supreme Court's on fire. <laughs> abortion's over. And um, some tech bros. But anyway, sorry, Shane. If I, I just, I think this, is, you know, I, I don't have a lot of context on your work, but I did <clears throat> think that you had a very good tweet that I would really, Liza, like to take us through just like two parts of. But I think before... We get into all of that. Do you want to talk about where you're at on resolutions and maybe some dating resolutions we can just throw out into the ether? Totally. People want to receive. So I have a long history of New Year's resolutions being tied to my body and my weight and the way I look. So I have decided in the past many years to say fuck New Year's resolutions, but also I kind of make them anyway, but I just try to make them really like I like to imagine my New Year's resolutions as being like witchy spells that I cast into the universe to like bring in more of a certain thing. Like I picture myself in a caftan in the woods, you know, kind of like vibing and not, uh, not, I try to have my New Year's resolutions be very like processy and not resultsy. So my biggest one, and it honestly might've been the exact fucking same last year, but just like less anxiety and like not I have I have a in the next five months I have an enormous um the next five months for me are going to be really really abnormal and mostly in really good way like I'm doing a lot of wedding planning that I really really dislike doing um and I have like a couple other big life things that I'll I'll talk about later in in a way of not jinxing them. I'm not pregnant or anything. But it's just not going to be <laughs> it's just not going to be it's all things you know about can be. It's not going to be like a super normal chunk of time in my life. And I feel like in the past when my routines have been abnormal, I go into this place of like extreme anxiety over every little thing. And I'm just trying to like not do that and to just experience the joy it's all really positive stuff and I gotta like I gotta like try to enjoy it and not go to that place so that is like the spell that I am casting <laughs> I love what it. about you that was I a long I diatribe about no I I truly have none I'm trying to think you know even though I spent this between little workouts and meditation I was like do not commit to these for any certain period of days because then you will as soon as you take a break from it stop so I'm kind of like anti that kind of resolution where I could quote unquote mess up and then just quit. Um, I think more broadly, I just need to start managing my anxiety and kind of just appreciating more as I go through things because uh, I don't know. I think I was just in a state of a lot of change and doing new things and just giving my all and really bordering on burnout um, across the board. So I, this year is going to be just about like whether it feels like a workout or a little meditation or finally going back to therapy, which was my one resolution last year, which <laughs> just never got to. Um, you know, switching health insurance will make that tricky, but that's an excuse. And so that I can be a better person for myself, for my friends, um, for my partner, you partner, boyfriend, you <laughs> boyfriend, date guy I date who lives in my house now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, roommate. I don't know. Yeah. I am literally exhausted by the thought of having a resolution. So yeah, just want to be a little healthier all around, like not in the traditional New Year's sense, just in the, yeah, the totally. Well, this is like such a great thing about where our society is going in general. I don't need to go on a diatribe about how it's better now than it was when we were youths. But like health now actually means like health and not like skinniness, yeah. Yeah. which is it means like mental health, physical health, anxi- like, uh, you know, taking care of our anxiety, sleeping well, drinking water, going for walks, seeing yeah. the sunshine. It doesn't mean like stop eating carbs you fat asshole which is what it meant when we were in high school or what it was so like negative and resolutions were so laden with that so I I'm so pro like a feeling better in my body (laughs) resolution though it I mean I am still saying fuck you you loser eating carbs in my head well we grew up in this society we you know uh, this is something I've talked about so much with like 
Jeff and in therapy and with everyone who will listen and on this podcast is like we can't I I like realizing that I'm never going to really rid my head of the voices that say that my body is the wrong shape and size like those voices are in there and I don't know that they're ever going to go away but they can be like managed and like corrected and told to like be quiet mm-hmm. or whatever you know it, it we can't undoing that is like I, I'm starting to realize I don't think I'm ever going to just live free of those voices, but they play so, they're so much quieter than they used to be. Like I'm, I feel so much more in control of them. But yeah, it's a good point. It is a good point, Liza. And what, you know, we're not dating right now. So why are we hosting this podcast? Just kidding. We are here to just make you feel better if we can, but dating <laughs> we've both dated and what, you know, we've both been single. We've both been in situationships-ish. You're usually healthier about those. And But what would your, like, what are some ideas for dating resolutions that don't even pertain to one of our past? Just that our lovely listeners might uh, adopt. Well, it's funny because, like, my resolution for this year is exactly, if I were dating, it's exactly what I would try to bring into my dating life, which is just less anxiety, more fun. Mm-hmm. You know, understanding that, like, setbacks are part of it and that if you bring – exactly what I was just saying about how big life changes and big projects and big events tend to cause – like, any break in routine tends to cause me so much anxiety when actually it's the breaks in routine that bring me the most joy, too. It's, like, travel – being with people, big like events, like that's also what makes me happy. So for me, if I was dating, and I wish I could tell myself this when I was dating, like not to try to to try to at least if there's anxiety, also experience the joy and the fun um, and try to view it as like a, a place that I can that can be additive to my, like not treat it like a chore or something I have to do to find a partner to live the life that everyone's expecting, but yep. as like a joyous thing, as much as oftentimes it's a fucking bummer and you get on a date and you're like, this is horrible. Yeah. But on that horrible date, I would say like embrace what Carlin does and be like, well, I'm just going to ask you a bunch of weird fucking questions because you're a human and there's something interesting in there and I've decided I don't like you. So I'm going to do this. Or like when you don't get that text back, just be like, okay, like I'm going to send this guy a funny gif and then block him. You know, whatever. Like try to find fun, amuse yourself. Yeah, that yeah. that would be my my resolution, which is just like my resolution in every other thing. It's like try to avoid something becoming an anxiety pit, even if there is anxiety attached to it. Yeah, I think you? that's a very good resolution. And I think you know, all the time on this podcast, I feel, not all the time, but we've grappled with, you know, meeting really cool people like Shaney Silver, whose work around being single and the toxicity of dating culture, you know, make us kind of ch- challenge what we're thinking when we're like, go out there and date. Or me having Logan Yuri on and hearing all these great practical data-driven solutions to uh, apply to dating and like motivate yourself. It's, I think we're always kind of thinking about, you know, what, where should dating like start from? Where should the place be and what you just said Liza like where where's the anxiety and if the anxiety is going on dating apps maybe your resolution is like date myself or just don't do dating apps for a while if the anxiety is coming from not having a partner and being afraid to get back out there maybe you challenge yourself to get back on some apps or go up to a cutie in real life whatever gives you less anxiety again apps can be awful but apps were way less anxiety inducing for me uh than some other ways of dating personally still terrible and I know I was also like a very um I, I was younger and a little you know white lady on the apps not not to give myself too many compliments the little voices about my body they're saying you fatty stop it um oh but uh <laughs> I just want to acknowledge that like everyone has different experiences I haven't had all the experiences on the apps feels like they've gotten nastier too but also better anyway I think like starting from not from a place of anxiety, but identifying the place of anxiety and then making a resolution around that, whether it's date myself, um, date my coworker, just kidding. But truly, like, whatever you will, – we'll talk, maybe we'll talk about it in the little um, 
Twitter exercise from the tech bro and and that could be helpful. Maybe we'll just jump in there. Perfect. So I will I will not go through all of these questions, but and I did not do this exercise, but I read it and I was like, this is really interesting. I like it's more of a reflection on the previous year, but I kind of like those more than goal setting for the next year because it can be more productive and whatever. This thing came up on my Twitter and I was like, I'm reading it and I like it and I'm sharing it. So Shane Martin, shout out to you. Sorry, I called you a tech bro, but he divides these questions you can ask yourself up about the past year into five categories says like he always asks his friends to do this with them they're always like no on like new year's eve i know we're past that now but okay i'm gonna read through the the sections but we're we're gonna really gonna focus on the relationships section and uh, this is way more like work oriented i feel but i think it applies so on the First section, work projects. What were my three most significant accomplishments this year? What new projects did I start? What projects did I leave unfinished and why? What projects gave me the most energy, joy? What am I most proud of achieving? Two, experiences. What photo book worthy experiences did I have this year? Where did I spend the most time? Physical space. Which experiences didn't bring me as much joy as I thought? Can definitely apply to dating, which surprised me. Okay, so experiences, I feel those are good. But again, we're going to focus on... Section three, or there are six sections. Oops, sorry. Relationships. Which three people did I spend the most time with? How did each of them change who I am, good or bad? Who sapped my energy the most? Applicable. Who supported me and pumped me up? Who were my primary role models? What traits did I adopt by being around them? Okay, before we get into the last three, I think the emotions category here will also apply. But Liza, I think it's like C and D here. Who sapped my energy the most and who supported me and pumped me up? I feel like these are really interesting questions to ask oneself about any relationship. But I think if I had forced myself to answer this about even just dates I had gone on in certain years or people I had hooked up with, it would be a really good reminder of, oh, sapping my energy. I don't know. Fucking totally. And also E, the who were my primary role models? What traits did I adopt by being around them? To me, I feel like I saw relationships in my sphere that I did not want to be in. And it reminded me that being single is actually a gift. And I saw relationships that I did want to be in. I saw couples where I was like, those people have so much fun together. They get a kick out of each other. They are like at a party laughing in a corner, not like in an exclusive, in exclusionary way, but in a way of like they take joy from being out of it, being around each other. And that was so the energy I wanted. And like identifying and labeling those things are so helpful because unfortunately, (laughs) I think like the, especially in your 20s, whatever, the vast majority of couples I saw were couples where I was like, I don't want to be in that relationship. And I was in some relationships that I know other people looked at and were like, I don't want to be in that relationship. It's not a judgment on other couples, but I just think it's when you look at, Look for that. Who are my role models? Even if it's people in the older generation, like I've talked about this before, I have an aunt and uncle whose relationship is such a role model to me. They just like, they've been together forever and they love each other so much and they have a beautiful family and like thinking about role models, but also, and shittily, the anti-role models, the people who remind you that like being in a relationship, being in a bad relationship is so much worse than being single. Yeah, I don't know why I got so passionate about E, but I really did. No, I mean, we can make these all apply because even A, which three people also, these are definitely just A, B, C, D, E because of my bullets. So if you if we posted this to a tweet, you're like, what is talking about? (laughs) Which three people did I spend the most time with and how did each of them change who I am, good or bad? You can look at your friend. Like, are people in your life putting a lot of energy talking about babies, marriages? Who are you dating? Like, all of this can apply and that's why I like it. So let me read yeah. through the next three and maybe um, I feel like some of the emotions section apply. What do you think? Mm-hmm. So skills and growth is the next one. What new skills did I develop this year? What new beliefs or mindsets did I add to my toolbox? Which ones did I leave behind? Also really good to reflect on so they don't creep back in later. How am I different than the person I was last year? What have I gotten significantly better at and what huge leaps did I make? I really, now I'm reading these again. I do want to just write them down. I think it's helpful. I just, I don't know. I literally, like, over dinner tonight, I'm going to make Jeff fill this out with me, and I'm going to fill it out. The whole thing. Like, yeah. it's it makes me feel, I've, hey, look, everyone who's listening knows I'm in a negative mindset this week. 
this is making me feel better because I'm reading these and I'm like, oh, I have good answers to these that I feel really positive about, mm-hmm. even though it's been a weird year and it's been a weird time in life. And like, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Kimmy. You're Influenced. welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Shane. Thank you, Shane. Achievement for solopreneurs. Okay. Emotions. When did I feel the most alive? When did I feel the most stressed? What emotional patterns did I identify in myself? What caused me the most anxiety? What made me excited to get out of bed in the morning? Obviously. I mean, <laughs> so if basic. any, all the lessons, I, I actually screenshotted a tweet. Let me just bring it up. Oh, me and Twitter. This is so embarrassing. No, okay, I love it. This is from Ellie Schnitt at Holy Schnitt. If you're ever getting mixed signals, just take it as a no. Why waste your time? Like maybe they'll decide they do want you, but why would you want someone who had to think that hard about it? You are a no-brainer, cutie. And then it said twice yearly earnest tweet alert. But I don't, again, Twitter poisoning my mind, but also not. So true. It's just exactly, exactly why you ask what caused you anxiety. Even the tiniest bit. Fuck it. Yes. It's like. Mixed signals are a no. Let's just like, let's make that our new, our all new dicks 2021. Yeah. Mixed signals are a no 2022. Mixing, mixed signals are a no. Mixed signals are a no. I did not have mixed signals. I was the mixed signal early in my relationship. And because of my particular personal insecurities, I've still had moments of immense doubt in my relationship. Me? I used to look for mixed signals. How would that have ever become anything with my personal? Like, mixed signals are a no. Sorry. Wow. Boom. Put it on a Boom. hat. Put but it I on also a hat. think that, like, this when did I feel the most alive is so good to also think about, like, who were the people and moments that lit you up? And let's say, like, I'm thinking about even, like, Carlin with maybe Mr. Old Fashioned, who was ultimately sending mixed signals and then she bounced him but there were moments in there that she felt really alive so I would say even with people who it didn't work out with like doing a little sort of 360 review and saying like okay what were the moments that like really made me feel excited and why because then you can go and look for those moments with other people you know it doesn't have to be like you learn from all of these things even when it doesn't go the way that maybe you hoped it would but thinking about those things of like well we had fun we were laughing we had great sex whatever it was like those are things that means that you need the things that light you up I agree and that's a really good point I used to like probably do the well you know not the Twitter exercise but uh when did I feel most alive I would just focus on those moments with someone who was sending me all of the mixed signals so if mixed signals are a no is your north star then it's okay to look back at those moments and be like what was so exciting to me there and it's like maybe like it was exciting that he was withholding and that's something I need to work on. Or maybe it's like we just really got along and he took me on really fun dates or whatever it is. Yeah. And you can you can take that. Great point, Liza. Um, and then knowledge. What are the top three lessons I learned this year? If I could impart one piece of wisdom to my friends and family from this year, what is it? Um, oh, I feel like we should answer these as our, as our ending of this pod. Yeah, let's quickly like, do. Like this is it, a good wrap up. It's a good wrap up. Let's quickly do the listener question because I said it earlier. It's a quick one. Then we're going to wrap up with those two. Top three lessons, Liza. We might have to just We can do one. one Yeah, we'll just do one. Okay, listener question from a male listener, I believe. Actually, I don't remember. I don't know. But someone dating a woman. So we talk a lot about dating men on this show. So I appreciate this. Love the podcast and relatively new new listener as I'm putting myself back out onto the dating scene. I had a date recently that I thought went well, but she said she saw me more of as a friend, more as more of a friend and would like to continue being friends. It was just a first date and we definitely clicked as people and I'm in a new city. So I want to keep that friend relationship going. Do you have a podcast or article talking about how to navigate becoming friends after a first date? Here's your podcast, baby. Okay. Damn. This is great. Also, like, we should do a whole episode on this because it's really interesting. It is. It is. I I feel like we've talked about this before. I would just first just want to quickly shout out, like, the chillness with which this listener accepted the friendship and was like, yeah, I want to do that. And maybe that's why I'm like, this is a man, right? Because there's no – I'm sure it didn't feel great to be like, oh, okay, but like accepting that and being cool with moving on to the friendship. I think after a first date, friendship is actually super possible. Liza, what do you think? Uh, agreed in a huge way. Um, 
Uh, I think that this is like something I want to have our friend Joe come on and be like, how do you do this? He's so good at keeping friends with exes, staying friends with people who things didn't work out with. Um, I have never done this successfully. I have no wisdom for this. I think that like you have to just, what I would say, what I would do is just make a plan quickly. Like I think it's really easy to say that, but then also things can linger. So I would say, like, hey, I'm going to this museum on Friday. Do you want to go? Like, just friends, but, like, genuinely would like to be your friend. So I'm doing this thing. You should come with me. Or concert or a movie or copy-paste. I would say, like, don't make it a meal because meals feel datey. Don't make it a drink because drinks feel datey. But I would say, like, pick an activity that you want to do in your new city and ask if this person would like to join as a friend. And yeah, and because, soon. Yes. And because it sounds like you thought the date went well, so maybe you'd like ask this person on a second date. Um, I would like be like, do you and your friend I would just be one really honest about like I'm new in this city and I honestly need friends. Like you can be funny about it. I I think cutting the tension there. And then be like, do you and your friends wanna like do something or like invite yourself? And then I also think just being kind of, you know, the the the, the cynical side of me is like this this is like the new um breakup text script you know like oh but I would like to be friends and I think you know that person saying they'd like to continue being friends sounds genuine in this case but I'm just proposing that some people might not be as genuine so I think you can like try one time and then because it sounds like you maybe asked the second date and then like let that person make the call and then let it go if not you know but I think totally it's a super smart like picking something that's so not datey like even a, a museum could be lightly datey or something I don't know like uh, yeah I don't know I don't everything could be a date so that's sorry yeah but But I yeah I like the idea of including other people or if you have even if you know one other person or if you have a coworker in your new city or if there's one other person you can bring and you say hey me and my buddy are going to this thing or we're gonna go to the driving range and like hit golf balls or whatever it is yeah like be like I have this plan with this other person you should come it'll be fun like as yep. and say in the text like just as friends but like I like Kimmy said I genuinely would like to be your friend and like I'm kind of new here and like need some friendship and some hangout time so would love to see you if not totally understand yeah and we can do more on this for sure but I think I think making friends is fucking hard as it does it's so it hard so almost having that like icebreaker of the date that didn't turn into a romantic spark because not every date can is almost like helpful like there's a positive outcome to dating like if you want friends in a new city just go on a lot of dates if you can totally if you're not yeah. in a relationship all right liza if you could impart one piece of wisdom to your friends and family from this year what would it be okay My biggest thing that I learned in 2021 was that if something is making you miserable, you have to change it. (laughs) You hear that? Unbelievable. We're not taking it out. (laughs) Jeff is like, he's on a work call. What could he possibly feel this passionately about? Um, Clearly, Jeff's work doesn't make him as miserable as mine. But I I think that I had been working really hard towards a career goal that I realized and and I had finally like broken through some barriers and it took me like over a year to identify the fact that actually it was making me deeply unhappy and I didn't want to spend my whole life doing that no matter how hard I had worked to get there and it changing and that this happened to me a couple of other times. I had this impulse to get out of New York City, which was really really strong we went on this road trip which obviously is like not something everyone can do but if there if you have been telling yourself that something's making you if you know that something's making you unhappy and you're trying to muscle through it whether it's a relationship a job an apartment a living situation a friendship anything like you have to change it or just start to take the steps to change it start to lay the groundwork to change it start to think about like what's the next step what what would my life look like if this thing that is making me miserable weren't in my life anymore I cannot express how much better I feel having decided to move away from a couple of things that have been making me feel trapped unhappy depressed stressed anxious and like miserable I feel like myself again so like that's what I learned in 2021 it's a really good lesson 
I love it. I also love it because, sorry, this is, I know, I think this is going to come out wrong. So, so many influencers who like made it big on TikTok give similar advice. That's more a little bit like quit, whatever, whatever. And it's like easy for you to like, not that you are not extremely successful, Liza, and you're going to be, but like, it just feels more realistic what you just described to me as like one thing is, I don't know, for some reason, I feel like there's so much girl boss advice out there that's like, when something's not making you happy, quit it and start your own company. And it's like, cool. Like you and I have both tried that once upon a time and it's fucking hard. Um, I don't know. So I'm sorry that came out kind of wrong, but I just really, it's what you the way you explained it makes it um, a little bit more accessible for even me to think about, you know? Yeah. And it's just even about like identifying it. Like it, I mean, I, I guess I really started the identification process like in 2020 when COVID hit, which a lot of people did. Our lives got shaken apart, but I feel ultimately like, I could have spent 10 years really like sometimes you realize these things from outside forces but I think that it taught me a lesson that you can also identify them so if you're feeling stuck if you're feeling trapped if you're feeling miserable even just starting to think about why what's changeable even if it's small things or even if it's just saying okay I'm gonna I'm gonna change I'm gonna get a different job and it's gonna take six months to a year or whatever like really uh, like listening to yourself and yeah I'm I'm just repeating myself. What's wrong with me? <laughs> That's what we do on this podcast, you, Liza, of course. Okay, I think mine from this past year specifically is there's no point in doubting yourself. And I'm probably mm. part of that is problematic. But I made a big uh, – I changed jobs this year. I got a job I had been rejected from the internship for. Um, I got a job that is requiring very different skill sets in and many different skill sets. I had, you know, someone – I thought would be guiding me leave my job kind of soon into getting that job, um, which I was very happy for her and very grateful for the time I got to learn from her. But I was very scared. And she and my other manager earlier this year at my old job, just a few people, a few amazing women this year have given me like one, their one piece of feedback has kind of been like, don't apologize. Don't doubt when you start wavering or doubting yourself like you're I've seen you do the thing so you can do it like you need to stop that part and I've heard this advice in years past as well but this year I think kind of having to make some of these changes and leaps and like do the thing that I was so scared and thought I would never know how to do or conquer this new data system like I this model like things I literally if you told me three years ago I was doing or even a year ago I was able to do and I'm not doing it perfectly, but I'm working on it. Um, there's so much you can learn. Like what if it's a relationship? There's so much you can, you know, successfully. There's so many versions of yourself you can be at work or in a relationship that you just think are unattainable, but they're not. And doubt, there's just no point to the doubt because it only delays you getting there. Like it's going to be hard sometimes. But the doubt is just not productive. And so... I'm still working on kind of like taking that knowledge and putting it throughout my life. But uh, yeah, I would say there's just been no point to doubt for me lately. In, in yes. And I know there's a version of that that could be twisted and you could say doubt is necessary, but fuck it. Well, I think it's like the doubt will always probably be there in some ways for everyone or like everyone who's not a sociopath and it can play a useful role. But like choosing not to listen to it is a skill that I think RuPaul talks about this all the time, your inner saboteur and uh, you know, is- choosing like when to say, shut up Brenda as one of my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite drag queens, Katya named her inner saboteur, Brenda. And she just says, shut up Brenda. And it's like, you know, like having the ability to say like, not now to your doubt. I think that's, it's, I need to learn this too. And it's, it's huge. Ooh, uh, should I call mine Emily just so I can have like a lightly <laughs> annoying woman? Yes, and Shut it up, is Emily. Emily in Paris, and Emily yes. has no doubt though. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. I'll noodle. We'll work it. on it. We'll workshop it. Okay, <laughs> love it. Well, this was a delight, Liza. Thank you for morning potting with me. It's always a treat and a dream. And you all, thank you all for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for continuing this journey with us. Thank you. Um, um, thank you for always being flexible as we just kind of in this, I think, 
fifth year of this podcast. Oh my gosh. Take things as they go. Tell your friends though. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Yeah. Um, and also like fill out this questionnaire. I might do it. Yeah. I'm gonna, ooh, should I send it out on the on our Substack? <laughs> oh yeah. Forgot about our Substack. We can do that. Yeah. We can also put it on our Insta and you guys can oh, DM yeah. us. But no. Yeah. Put We'll put it out and please voice notes anything. Just we love content from you all. And if we've talked and you need to remind us that you that way said we'd have you on or have a voice note from you just to hear about your dating life, please just remind me. Okay. I love you. Love you. Love, love you guys so much. Love you, Kimmy. 2022. Yeah. <laughs> no. I feel so much better about it now than I did at the beginning of this. And that's great. See, we Thank you, Shane, together. on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go on a date. Anyway. Love you all. Go on a date. <laughs> Bye.